before we even start this morning, I just need some therapy. Um, I had three people ask me this morning, how can you wear a pink shirt? I, I, I could answer it, if I answered it to a friend of mine in private, but I won't. Um, other than that, I'm, I'm secure enough in my manhood. That, yeah, amen, thank you. Um, hey, um, I didn't realize it was... Um, Who else? Buccaneers. Buccaneers and who? Chiefs? Is that it? Okay. Here's the thing, and, and, and this is not to tweak anybody, but, but it might. I, I was listening to some this morning, and Andrea challenged me. She was listening to Robert Morris, and he was talking about worship. And Robert, Robert Morris was kind of sharing about worship and sharing about worship and sharing about worship. And then Andrea said, and he paused for a second, and he said, I'm not talking to you ladies. I'm talking to you men. See, this evening, I'll be careful what I say, I promise, Lord. This evening, a lot of men will sit in front of a TV and they'll scream at it. They might even spit on the TV if you're not wearing a mask. <clears throat> and they'll scream at it and they'll get excited. But I love what Jackie said, that we, when we step into his presence, transforms and changes our life. Worship unto him because it's worship to him, but it washes us. And so I encourage you to get an opportunity to pause and be in his presence with other believers. I think it's the most profound thing we can do in the world. And so thank you for joining us this morning online. Thanks for joining us in person. It's an incredible privilege to be with you today. It really is. And that you would take the time to join us. You would take the time to join us online. Guys, thank you so much. I'm Rob, and I'm privileged to um, share with you today and introduce you, hopefully, to our new series, First Things First. Because in 21... You'll choose something. In 21, you'll choose something. In 2020, you chose something. You chose something that was the first priority, the first most important thing in your life, and you'll filter every. From where you are now, can you remember or, or sadly, intentionally because of circumstances, allowed yourself to drift or to slip? As you look back on 2020, something happened, or even here at the start of 21, something for me is to drift and being has been real in my life with all that's been happening and I would humbly say maybe incredibly real for all of us to be honest for me it was to allow the potential pressure in and around our culture to affect me it was to potentially get dragged into the particular camp of stinking thinking instead of righteous thinking. 
It was to allow everything else to color my thinking that would then color my reactions, my responses to people and to the things that were happening round about me. It was to allow fear, frustration, and maybe at times, to be honest with you, even anger, to try to guide my thinking instead of faith and right beliefs. That, that I mess up your theology. I had COVID three weeks ago. And I'm Jesus isn't my sugar daddy. He's just a really good daddy. You should have just pushed it back and it would never happen. It says when trials and tribulations come, don't lose heart. Keep me. Choose me in the center of I remember being sick and Andrea was in it that were really, really difficult. But you know where Jesus was in all of it? Right here. Never left my side. He held me and walked with me and talked with me and guided me through the whole thing. Why? Because what we have in the center of our life is really, really, really important. It, it was me. It was getting a place to move away from kind of, it was tempting as it were maybe to move me away from keeping Jesus at the center of my life. And we'll get to the Jesus in the center in a moment. To not doing that. So when drifting is an option, which it always is, because in every circumstance, you have a choice to stay anchored. Oh, could you help me? No, don't come, Joe, because you would break it, actually. He'd rip it out. I mean, look at him. He is a specimen of a friend. He'd rip it right off the wall. <laughs> See, Jason said, break every chain, break every chain. We maybe we could say and then find an anchor to anchor ourselves to. Break every chain that would hold me back, but find an anchor I can anchor myself to. So when drifting is an option, because it is for all of us, we only have two choices. One, lift. Because we just don't want to invest energy to fight it or try to stop it. Why? I was chatting with a friend of mine having coffee on Friday, and this really came to mind. Because sometimes it takes twice the intentionality to just stay where you are when drifting is happening than it was before. You have to work twice as hard just to be there in that moment and not drift as you did before. And sometimes you go, that's too much to pay. That's too much to pay. Or we choose to resist the drift, and do whatever it takes. Here, here's some common areas that I think we can potentially drift in, slip or slide, when we allow Jesus to drift or slip from being number one. In our relationships, we move from being selfless and choosing to be selfish because he's not number one. We don't love each other like we used to, so we quit trying. Maybe that's a sign of drifting. In our friendships, we aren't as close as we used to be, and we move to be takers instead of givers, and he's no longer number one. In our jobs, please forgive me, come see me afterwards. 
in our jobs, we move from working as working for ourselves, which changes how we see everything and how we do everything. Maybe that's a sign of drifting because someone else has slipped into first place. We move from prioritizing what's essential to him to what's important to us instead. It might be a sign of drifting in our disciplines, our habits, our priorities. We don't prioritize things like we used to anymore. Maybe that's a sign of drifting. And probably for me, the most dangerous one of all is that we have stopped prioritizing Jesus like we used to. It's the most dangerous form of drifting. center. As we jump into the new series called First Things First, can you look back and see maybe where you've drifted a little from where you, where you, or you used to be or where you wanted to be to maybe where you are now at the start of 2021? As you look back and you remember moments where you were tighter with him, he was closer, he was more in focus, wherever it was, and all of a sudden it's drifting, it's become blurry to you. Like over the next few weeks, we're going to look at the idea of first things first. Most of you know I'm married to the hottest, sexiest Filipino chick babe in the world, who's my wife. Thank you. Ow, Andrea. But, but, but Andrea has some issues. I mean, she does. I'm, I'm, so this is therapy. This is therapy. Like, especially when we're planning a road trip. <clears throat> like, I just want to go, like, in that direction. And then she asks, like, silly questions. Like, when the girls were little, smaller. Like, where's the bathroom? Like, I don't care. So, yeah, are we going to feed them? Well, I won't be hungry. Like, are we going to stop? Are we going to, like, I just want to go. Like, see, Andrea plans a trip. She knows everything that's essential in the trip before she ever starts. I don't. I just, like, go. I don't even know if I have gas in the car. I just like drive, oh, I better stop and get gas. And the next gas station is 60 miles. And then you start praying like in the spirit. Like, please, please, please don't let my wife see me. I'm an idiot. Please, please, please. And she just sits there like. Okay. So Andrea plans a trip. And she looks at all the essential stuffers. And then she looks at the important stuff. And then she gets to the helpful stuff in that order. And maybe when it comes to first things first, that's what we should do. What's the things that are essential? What are the things that are important? What are the things that are helpful as we're planning the trip? In relationships, in careers. See, I think before making any decisions, most of us would at least sit down as what's really essential in reference to a particular to stay. than it was in 2020. I wanted to be better in all the different areas in 2021 than I had been in 2020. You all know the answers. What's the definition of insanity? Well, here's the new one for 21 and 2021. Is this. It's doing the same thing as you did last year over and over again and then, diff- and then expecting different results in 2021.
I'm sure I said different words, but that would have been really bad on camera. <laughs> Whew, pink shirt help. Okay. <clears throat> but first things first, it sounds good. And yes, that's what I would say I want in my life. But when the price tag shows up, well, that's when the rubber Jesus first. I want him at that place in my life. But all of a sudden, the price tag jumps up. What's the price tag? I have to be careful and watch what I say. I have to be careful and watch and say what fires I keep going and what fires I put out. I have to be careful how I represent him. And please, this is sales pitch and for all the people who want to do it. I wish to and I mean this, Dad, that you would cultural counsel Facebook. Like, seriously? Like, people are listening, but honestly? Like, would you pull the plug just for fun? Like, I, I, I think it would be the hilarious most thing in the world. Would you EMT Jesus it? I think it's one person. Hey, man, okay, praise God. I, I think I was chatting with a young man I had lunch with the other day, and he was aware of, Rob, it, it, the stuff people are saying is toxic. And they're not even checking themselves. Well, if I want Jesus to be front and center, I have to check myself. I can't just be a part of the fire. I have to be a part of the solution. See, like here in 2021, our routines are, for a lot of people, are all still pressed and messed up and stirred up. Some people are so out of sync, it is crazy. And I think we want to get back in sync, then we have to start with prioritizing first things first. There's probably going to be kind of, this is sound like a sales pitch, maybe. And probably it could be. Actually, maybe it actually should be, to be honest. For those doing it, hopefully, it's some encouragement you to keep doing what you're doing because it's the right thing you're doing, that you're putting Jesus first in your life. That's the only thing we should go into 2021 with as an essential piece of our life. And I'm married and I love my wife, but she's important outside of Jesus being essential. And I love my girls, but they're important outside of Jesus being essential. Her. This series is all about first things and the impact that that choice can have on us when it comes down to not drifting from those things that are essential in our life. And here's the truth. There lies the tension. There lies the tension. Why? Because what should the essential things be? And isn't that the million dollar question, Jackie? What should the essential things be? Because depending on who you talk to, it's a gamut as wide as wide can be. I mean, literally, look where you get your references from, where you find your securities. It's this wide in reference to what that looks like. I don't want to try to tell you what the essential things are for you. But actually, I know a man who does. And he says stuff like this in Matthew 11. Are you tired? Worn out? Jackie said it in her prayer. Burned out in religion? Come to me. 
get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. And I'm going to be your parent for a second. A whole bunch of you don't even know how to do that. You live a crazy, busy, overpacked, overstacked life. And we justify it's the right thing to do. When it's not. In fact, we'll get to a different series. But Jesus actually said he wants us to take a Sabbath on a weekly basis and be with him. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live free and lightly. Choose first what will be first to you in 2021. Come away with me. And learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Not that. Even in the most difficult of times, Jesus won't leave you. Even the most challenged of times, he will hold you by his mighty right hand. Even the most of confusing of times, his pathway won't be confusing. So how do we start to answer the question of first things first? Well, a simple place for me to start in preparation for this new season has been this. I looked at my calendar and checked in and what I deemed as essential on it. I have a color code system. I, can't, I know I'm weird, but I have a color code system on my calendar. Everything that's essential to me in my life is in red. And come hell or high water, I don't violate it unless someone dies. I don't violate it unless someone dies. Literally, there's things on my calendar that literally when I pull up my calendar on my phone, everything sparks out and all the red stuff stands out as essential on my calendar. See, I schedule, I invest in, and I prioritize what I value. Do you? Because in 2021, if he's going to be front and center, so we can go to this now. You're going to have to schedule it. You're going to have to invest in it. You're going to have to prioritize it. Because it affects everything else. Whatever is front and center, whatever is center, whatever is that first priority, it literally affects everything else in our life. It bleeds into everything else in our life. Look at my habits and my priorities, and they'll show you what's essential to me. Look at what I invest my time in, my talents, my treasure in. It will show you what I've prioritized as essential in my life in this season. I walk in that Jesus is front and center in everything I do. For the Christian, the Christ follower and disciple, see, the battle is always going to be about choosing and then fighting for the right to keep Jesus as our first priority. As a believer, that's always going to be the battle. That's always going to be the fight that you're going to have to deal with is that I mean, his word is kind of in your face, to be honest, when it comes to that idea, believe it or not. In Revelations, it says this, I know all the things you do. I have seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. You've examined the claims of those who say they are apostles, but are not. You have discovered they are liars. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. And we would go, yes, 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 yes. And then Jesus goes, time out. Well, let me finish. I have this complaint against you, Rob. You don't love me. 
I guess I'm not as essential as I used to be or each other as you did at first. Look how far you have fallen or you could say drifted, slipped or slid away. Turn back to me and do the work she did at first. What did you do before, Rob, that helped keep me as essential in your life? If you don't repent, which is change direction, reprioritize first things first, Rob, I'll come and I'll remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. What does that mean personally for me? Maybe it means this. You could say that his power becomes absent in my life. Like I might go to church. I just might not be the church. I might have a pink shirt on and blue pants and black shoes that Andrea dressed me in all of this, by the way. Uh, I, I might, I don't think this even looks the part, that's pathetic. But anyway, um, I might look the part externally, but internally, if he's not first, I might be at church. I just maybe won't get to be the church. You may not even be a Christian today, by the watching online or in here, and I totally get that. But you probably understand the idea of prioritizing things and what happens when we do. So set Jesus aside. See, when you, when you prioritize and make things essential, here's some things that happen. It helps create traction. It helps create focus. It helps create direction. It helps create momentum. Forget about the Jesus part. When you get, hey, this is going to be essential. I'm going to focus there. All of a sudden, there's a pathway that you start to walk on that takes you in a direction you want to go in. I don't know what is important for you, both watching online or here in person, but you do. But for the Jesus-following person, nothing is more essential than keeping Jesus as the number one priority in our lives in this season. Absolutely nothing is more important than allowing ourselves to make sure that Jesus becomes essential in our life, that he becomes the number one priority, regardless of whatever else is going on in your life regardless of whoever else is in your life, to be honest, that Jesus would be the number one. I love you have heard this analogy. It's, it's the oxygen mast analogy thing, right? You're flying from Salt Lake to Reno at 40,000 feet, and James Frickle is flying us. This would never happen with James, by the way, because he would know how to fix it. But you're flying at 40,000 feet, okay? And at 40,000 feet, all of a sudden, the plane drops 10,000 feet, and James goes white because he's the pilot on the plane, okay? But in the cabin back here, what happens? Something falls out of the ceiling, Right? What are they? And here's the question, and a lot of people and a lot of moms say this, and moms, I love you, and I love your heart, but you're wrong. You ask a mom whose mask you put on, on first, because she has their three-year-old, their five-year-old, and their seven-year-old with them. And you go, whose mask do you put on first? What do most moms say? My children's. Wrong. Because while you're moving from where you're sitting to your children without your mask on, and you die... Everybody dies. So the first person's mask you put on is yours. The first person you prioritize in your life, because he is our oxygen, because you can't give oxygen you don't have. We can't give oxygen we don't have. So you put our mask on first, and then we allow ourselves to be a blessing and a service to other people. And I know it sounds wonderful, and it sounds really romantic, and it sounds the right thing, but it's the wrong answer. It's not other people's mask we put on first. It's ours. And our oxygen mask in 2021 and all that you're going to have to face is Jesus. He's the best oxygen you'll ever have access to. In fact, he's the only oxygen you'll ever have access to that never, ever, ever will run out. Everything else that's promised to us, 
will come to an end. But he never will. See, what we deem essential is what we tend to anchor our lives to. Depending what's at the end of your rope and your anchor, I think, will determine how your 2021 turns out. You're all, Riley's going, I hope that doesn't break. It won't break because Joe's not up here. If Joe came and kind of got his muscles, because I have no muscles, Joe's like really muscular. If Joe came up, he'd probably rip it out of the wall. But thank goodness I'm this little guy. I won't. Isn't that right? Okay, I, I, I'm trusting you. I know, I am trusting you. But what you anchor your life to. Now again, it's not solid, right? It's going to move all over the place. And it buffeted around with different things. But if it's anchored to the right thing, it won't go anywhere. Why is it so essential? See, that one choice affects everything about you and I. Everything about you and I. The question becomes, is he Jesus essential or just important to you? That's going to be the question in 2021. Is he essential or just important? That's the big, big question. See, God's answer is really, really simple. In Exodus 23, it says this, 20, 20, verse 3, it says this in the message version, no other gods, only me. Nothing else in the center of your life but me. Well, I know it's easy, yeah, but I, I, drugs are not the center of my life. Glad. Alcohol is not the center of my life. I'm glad. A workaholic, I'm definitely not a workaholic. It's not I'm, I'm glad about that. Anger maybe isn't the center of your life, and that's easy stuff, but let's come back to some of the stuff where it touches a nerve ending in our culture. Work, health, provision. Get a little bit even more tender. Jesus, help. Your spouse. I'll get even more tender. Your kids. They can become replacements for this. And I would not want to do this. Because I love her too much. I love her way too much to replace Jesus with Andrea. I love my girls way too much to replace Jesus with Megan, Kaylee. I love Jesus way too much, and you pick yours. Because it's not about the extreme stuff. Sometimes the stuff we actually justify. Andrea has never been number one in my life. And in 26 years of marriage, 29 years of knowing her, I've never been number one in her life. Never. I've never been the thing she looks to for her ultimate security and stability. It's always been that guy. It's always been that guy that she's put first in her life. 
See, when we prioritize putting Jesus in first place, it affects how we see and respond to everything around about us. And in this, let me take you back to my COVID thing. I had some people have some interesting conversations with me. I said, I've been dealing with some stuff in 2020 and 2021. It was quite challenging. Felt lonely at times because I had some people say, hey, you should just do this and it'll be wonderful. And it was in the midst of my being sick with COVID. It was in the midst of my five days of being really sick with COVID. Had to take two steps back and go, hang, hang on a second, whoa. What did that say? Oh, yeah. I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'll always be there. When you fall, face trials and tribulations, son, take a chill pill. I got this. I'm with you. I'm going to walk through it with you. Not under it, not over it, not around it, but right through the center of it. Why? Because when we're through it and you can look back, we can reflect and learn together. <clears throat> why? Because Hebrews 2.1 says this. This is why it's so critical or crucial that we be all the more engaged and attentive to the truths that we have heard. And it says these words, so that we do not drift off course. So please, I'm the one speaking this morning. I guess I'm the pastor of this church. Do not listen to what I have to say. Take it all home, check it against God's word and make sure it lines up. Do not listen to a word I have to say if it does not line up with God's word. No matter how funny or good a person is that talks about Jesus, do not listen to a word they say unless it lines up with his word and what his word says. That's the most powerful thing we do, especially in this season we find ourselves in. Here's some truths that you and I, want, you and I might want to deem as essential. Seek and put Jesus first. So we can love him like we used to, so that we can love others the way we were designed to, so that we can be what Jesus needs us to be, a conduit into other people's lives. I mean, that's some of the things we should apply and we should hold as essential in our life. Can I offer you a crazy and maybe potential life-changing thought? Because what you choose as first priority or as essential here at the start of 2021, that you anchor yourself to will probably help determine how 2021 goes and finishes up in every area of your life, period. If we want our marriages, relationships, and friendships to be everything we dreamed that they could be, then there's a huge choice we all have to make to help that dream become a reality. Make a choice to prioritize that Jesus being first in our lives is essential and not just important. That in 2021, Jesus to you will be essential and not just important. Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I love it said in the Passion Version. It says this. So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. Then all these less important things will be given to you in abundance. Make him essential, and everything that's important that needs to be added will be added. 
Why love and pursue him as first priority? First John says this, so you see, our love for him comes as a result of his loving us first. That's why it's essential. That, that's why it's so important to get there, that our love for him comes as a result of him loving us first, that we have prioritized this being so important in our life. Maybe you're someone that doesn't know Jesus. Maybe you're saying, what are you talking about? Literally, you're on crack. And that's okay to say that in church because that's what people have told me outside. Why would you ever give God a chance? Well, why not? Someone asked me, if you, so what if all this Jesus mumbo jumbo and he said something else, I won't say it in church, all this stuff is not it. I was like, okay. Like, what? Okay. What do you mean, okay? Yeah, that's not a good enough answer. I said, okay, can I ask you a question? Yeah, go for it. If everything I've believed in following Jesus has made me into the person I am today, and there's nothing afterwards, and I just go back to dirt, do I really lose out? No. Okay. But if, but if, but if I am right, and what I believe in is right, and I live this life the way I've lived, I've become, hopefully, ask my wife, a better person. I'm becoming a better person through this journey I'm on. And then I get to the end, and I get a golden ticket that says, Irish golf course, inner sanctum in heaven. Go play there, Robert. <laughs> what are you laughing What are you laughing at? Uh, look. Heaven is an Irish golf course, at least the Irish section, because it says, no, stop, it says, stop, it says green pastures and still water, that is an Irish golf course, because American ones would say a dry riverbed and burnt grass, so it has to be an Irish golf course, but anyway, I get a golden ticket, and I step across the line, and I go, oh, Hi. And he goes, hi, kid. How you doing? Welcome home. Well done. Good and faithful servant. Here's your job at the door, Rob, to greet everybody else. I'm like, yes, sir. I'm in. I said, do I lose out? The young man said, well, if you put it that way, pastor, No. Maybe that's something for you to think about. Maybe you've never experienced that kind of love before, both here in person and online. Maybe you go like, I, I've never understood that Jesus loved me so much. Let me read you a Bible verse for a non-church person that literally changed my life. I was 15 years old. Find in John 3.16 in the Passion Version. For this is how much God loved the world. He gave his one and only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but will experience everlasting life. And the Irish part, the PS part is, oh, by the way, kid, I paid all of your bills, not just some of them. Not just a piece of your sin. I paid for all of your sin. Here's a simple way to express it. 
you don't know him today, both watching online or here in person, you could say something as simple as this, Jesus, yes, I need you as my Lord and Savior and my King. Thank you for paying the price for my sins that I could not afford. And lead me forward from today as one of your servants, please, Abba Father. Amen. Maybe you're a believer today who may have accidentally or intentionally drifted or slipped in this last season away from Jesus being essential to Jesus being important. Or maybe of Jesus being casual. Or maybe of Jesus being at a distance. Where do you need to start to put everything back into correct alignment? What's the one step we could take today? It's the thing I'd like you to remember from today. If you forget everything else, please remember this. It says, we are to love first. He who first loved us. If you remember nothing else today, we are to choose to love first. He who first loved us. Because here's the part I don't like about our Christian faith. We get to choose. We get to choose. Jesus won't make you and I love him first, but he will invite us. See, what we prioritize as essential gets our attention. If you want to speak like Jesus, if you want to think like Jesus, if you want to live like Jesus, if you want to represent Jesus, we need to choose Jesus as our first priority. We have to choose Jesus as number one. This may go wrong, this next section, so Pastor Joe will come and fix it. Um, can I place a bet with you? If you put Jesus first in first place in your life for the rest of this year, and he doesn't blow your mind with what he does in your life, you choose where you want to go and who you want to worship, and I'll come with you. I'll come with you. If you put Jesus first, and I mean radically first in your life, and he doesn't blow your mind, in fact, you feel ripped off at the end of 2021, you choose where you want to go and who you want to worship, and you call me and text me, and I will come with you. Blasphemy? Absolutely not. Radical confidence in a radical savior because he's never failed us and he won't start now. You let God reign in your life. You place him in first place and I promise you he will take your breath away. To have a better marriage, choose to put Jesus first. To be a better spouse, to be a better friend, to be a better person, choose to put Jesus first. To have a better heart, choose to put Jesus first. To function with a better attitude, choose to put Jesus first. I think you get the point. I want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this song here in a second. But remember this. Remember what we prioritize as essential gets our attention. And we, we are to make the choice to love first he who first loved us. 
Maybe as you're watching this song, maybe ask Jesus, have I allowed you to drift or to slip away from being center in my life? And I mean, I mean literally. I mean, if I, have I allowed you to slip or drift away from being number in my, in my thoughts, in my words, in my actions, my priorities, my choices, my mindsets, my goals? Then ask him while you're watching this. What do you want me to do about it? Thank you, gentlemen. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. Before I lift my cares, I will lift my arms.
I don't, I don't know where you're at, <clears throat> watching online or here in person. But I'd like to close with this. I just ask you, just out of respect for the people sitting around, would you just close your eyes a second? Just bow your head just for a moment. <clears throat> Two things I want to ask you is this one. Maybe the person I talked about, you don't even, you've never experienced that radical, life-changing love of Jesus that would transform you from the inside out. You go, I, I don't even know what you're talking about today, though. I'd like to, I'd like to invite Christ to change me because it's an invitation. It's not a, a force thing. It's an invitation thing that he makes us. If you're watching online and you're here in person, if you've never said yes to him and say, Lord, I'd like Jesus, I'd like to invite you to come and transform and change. But he'll allow me to experience the love he's talking about and that security he's talking about because I, I don't feel it. I don't experience it. And today, Dad, I'd like to turn my life over. If that's you, I'd like to slip your hand up and put it down so I can pray for anybody. Never done that before online. You can click online. You can talk to one of our mediators and they'll pray with you and they'll talk with you through the process. Maybe the second question is your believer today. And while you watch the song and listen to what I simply had to share with you, God stirred your heart, but in an area in your life, you've slipped. Be away from being number one and you know he's speaking to you. Stand where you're sitting. Just stand right now. Close your eyes. Keep them closed. Don't worry about anybody else. If you're not, just keep your head and eyes closed. You stand because he's speaking to you. Not me. He. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, your Savior, your Lord, your Redeemer is stirring and speaking to your heart privately. Online, you can click online and someone will talk with you and pray with you. You can call that number that was just up and one of our pastors, one of our team will talk with you and pray with you through the process. Anybody sitting, you keep your head by eyes closed if you're sitting. Everyone's standing, I want you to look at me for a second. You do know he's with us right now because he says where there's more than one or two people, they're in the midst of them. I am. So the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, our Lord and Savior is standing looking at you right now and going, way to go, kid. I so love you. Pastor Joe, we came up a second. I picked on you all service. Would you come join me, sir? Would you give Pastor Joe this mic, please? I'll stay standing, please. Although standing, I'm asking you to do something that, that has no kind of spiritual connotation other than it's a physical declaration. I'm going to ask you just to lift your hands before the Lord and go, Dad, I'm going to ask you to come and engage this kid right now. I'm going to ask Pastor Joe because I'd like to join you. I don't want anything in my life out of order. I, I, in fact, I can't afford to have anything in my life out of order. I, I cannot let any slippage take place. I'm going to ask a friend and a pastor to pray over us. I'm going to join you in that declaration. So, Pastor, when you're ready, would you pray over us, please? Jesus, you see our hearts. And you see our hands. And I thank you that you love us. You draw us closer to yourself with your loving kindness. When we drift and when we stray, it's not in anger that you draw us back to yourself, but it's in love that you love us. And 
as you see so many of us today choosing to say, we want to put you first. We want you to be the center of our lives. Will you help us? Because it's more than just a momentary choice. It's something we have to come back to each and every day and to say today, this is your day. You are first. You guide me. You direct me. You lead me. My life is yours. Jesus, would you help us to let you be the first thing that we connect with, the first thing we think about as we walk into today, as we walk into tomorrow, that you would guide us and direct us and help us. And in the moments where you speak to us and you say, this is out of order, yes, you have misprioritized me and other things, would you give us the courage to say, God, help me change. Help, help, me, help me change this order. I want you first. I want you at the top. I want you very number one. Would you help us to trust you? That you love us so much that you never leave us, you never forsake us, and that you'll walk with us and you'll help us through this process. We trust you and we love you. Thank you that you loved us first. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, Pastor. Hey, I'm going to encourage you, over the next few weeks, we're going we're gonna to take an incredible journey, an incredible, helpful kind of uncovering, unpacking of, of some ingredients that really tie into and feed into the whole idea, as Pastor prayed over us, of allowing Jesus to be first. That there's some ingredients that he makes available to us in reading about somebody, in learning to talk to somebody, and learning to relationship with somebody, to walk with somebody, to allow him into our life. Over the next few weeks, we're going to take pieces of that pie, that idea of first things first, and invite God to walk us through looking at some specific stuff that help us move back to the center. I encourage you, come be a part of our journey. Come be a part of what God wants to do in your life in 2021. And I promise you, if you pick him as the thing you anchor your life to in 2021, you will not regret what he does in your life. Pastor Jackie, thank you so much.